Hello, you beautiful people. Down Clarkson podcast. We know the drill. We know the drill, don't we? Uh, Whitewater podcast. Sometimes I talk about ultra running, but only if I've really, really, really got to. Someone said it was like listening to Frank Sidebottom talking about kayaking. But I don't have a little Frank. And uh, I've never fallen in love with a girl from the Virgin Megastar checkout desk. Uh, unlike Chris. Anyway, if you got those references, please leave them in the comments. Because uh, that would really make me smile. Right. What we talk about. I don't often, well, I say I don't often. I never have any regularity to these podcasts. They come as and when. Sometimes I'll go weeks without and sometimes I'll bang two out in a fortnight. So I did one last week and I'm doing one now. Right, what are we talking about? We're going to talk about the Great Eddie Sale. Ooh, what's the Great Eddie Sale? Uh, it's like a car boot sale for paddling kit. Right, Sunday night, Monday morning, when I lived in North Wales and now I'm up in Yorkshire, it is still the same. I used to look on various online forums. This is before Facebook. There was kayaking forums quite active, but now Facebook seems to have taken over. Insta spam. Uh, I don't do Snapchat. I'm 47. I mean, I shouldn't do Facebook at my age, should I? You know, I should be looking at Saga holidays or something. Anyhow, Sunday night, there is, if, if it's rained, on a Sunday night, there is always, always, always a post about lost boat, lost paddle, lost boat, lost paddle, misplaced low line, lost boat. I can see my boat is stuck in a tree, but I had to get back home. Or oh, it's fading light. If anybody sees it, can they replace it? Can they give it back to me? So years back, I've been a good Samaritan. I would often drive around North Wales on a Monday morning picking up bits of kit for people. I remember once, about 10 years ago, somebody posted, Paddle lost at Pont Cuffin. And when I went to look at Pont Cuffin, it was in the eddy at the bottom. Didn't even need to like, rope it out or anything. It was just sat in the eddy. Similarly, there was a paddle once. Uh, I remember it being uh, put on a farm. Paddle lost at Aberglasgow. Can see it above the breaker sticking out of the water. And I went Monday morning, waded over in my shorts and picked it up off the rock. Now, I know water levels would have been different, okay? But it got me thinking. And I've written, I wrote about it then, and I'm going to talk about it now. Because a couple of days ago, on one of the well-known social media paddling groups, the paddling virtuoso that is Dave Mamby raised a question. Without any negative comment, just raised a question based on a bit of video footage of someone kayaking the River D. And he raised, do people not hold their kit anymore following a swim? Now, lots of people got quite upset about that and said, maybe they bang their head and you let go of your kit, maybe you panic and you let go of your kit, so on and so forth. When I look, nobody teaches you how to hold your kit, it's something you learn later on, was one of the posts, or worded something similar. I've not done a scroll through the socials to find it. It was worded something similar. If your friends are in the eddy, they can get your kit for you. Etc, etc, etc. Dave just posted an innocent, innocent uh, question. 
with his normal sartorial elegance, which is still a damn sight better than my sartorial elegance, because I would have dropped the C word or the T word in there. Right. But it did get me thinking. If you can afford to lose 1,600 dabs of plastic down a river if you swim, more fool you, because I can't. Right? Simple facts. If you happen to have your mobile phone or your car keys in your boat and your boat pisses off down the river, you're bollocksed. Okay? Simple fact. If your boat pisses off down the river and your mates chase it, you split a group up, you lose your line of sight. Simple facts. Okay? If you don't keep hold of your paddle and it washes down the river, your day is over and you have to climb out of the river. Simple facts. Right, unless obviously you got splits in somebody else's boat, because you splits in your boat, I know you have because they're pissed off down the river with your boat. Right, I'm quite sort of passionate about this stuff, but that's not to say I'm right. Okay. When I learned to paddle, yeah, it's no sniggering at the back. When I learned to paddle, the world was probably sepia. I mean, it wasn't. It was. It was just after Technicolor, I think I learned to paddle. You know, we we were just moving from fiberglass boats into plasticky boats. Uh, my first boat being a dancer but the first boat I remember paddling uh, was a Europa maybe like a translucent whitey colour and I believe, I believe it was a side mould not a top and bottom mould uh, like all the boats at the time they had the same one in top and bottom anyway so that's really relevant but I, I do remember making a fiberglass boat in Scouts uh, but I don't remember using it although my brother had a fiberglass boat and he was younger than me so we, I must have transitioned around that time. <coughs> I would, when I would learn to paddle, I was always told, if you swim, you hold the end of your boat and you paddle and you swim to the side. Okay. I mean, a fiberglass boat, I sort of get it. You're going to let your fiberglass boat go down and by its Todd. Uh, you're going to come back to jigsaw pieces of fiberglass, aren't you? But, I would, like I say, I was taught, if you swim, you keep hold of your boat and you paddle. You don't, scatter it far and wide and get your mates to pick it up I've seen this a lot actually in modern times on white water courses especially especially horse shaped courses where there's a big pool at the bottom uh, where people swim and rather than get the mates to chase the boats to the bank or even hold on to the boats themselves which is what I'm advocating they let it go because it washes into this big, big pool at the bottom uh, right I know obviously there's times when you can't hold on to your boat and your paddle I get it you know you're taking a good drubbing you're freaked out you bang your swede your mates are shouting at you to let go of your boat and your paddle. I get it. I get it. I get it. But I'm not saying I'm right. But I do think holding on to, you know, two grand worth of gear is probably a really good thing. Because once you've got your paddle and your boat and your airbags and stuff like that, it's probably two grand worth of kit you're letting go of. Uh, my car's not worth that. You know, and I don't drive that with my hands off the wheel. Right. That said... That said, when we teach people to paddle, we teach the forward stroke. Like, we really, really concentrate on the forward stroke, don't we? That's like a beginner skill, right? Forward stroke, backward stroke. We advance forward stroke, backward stroke. And we, if we're using side strokes, teaching side strokes, we're teaching supports. We, we sort of build up, don't we, uh, into the role. Now, one of the arguments people have for not holding on to the kit is that as a beginner, you freak out. So it's better to let go of your kit and jettison it and let people pick it all up. 
Right, and I get that argument, I understand that argument, and I think it's absolutely valid in the right situation. So a, a pool drop situation is absolutely valid, okay, providing you can get your boat before the next rapid. Dead valid. But, like everything, if we do it constantly enough, and I think research is about 42 times, uh, it becomes second nature to us. So paddling forwards we drum into people that that's how we do it we try and iron out every any bad habits although i know i'm 47 and when people watch me paddle it's like a t-rex making a sodding bed uh my hands are really close together i've just got new paddles as well uh not that it really matters for this podcast but i don't hold them properly and uh somebody will tell me off if they see me paddling uh especially somebody that either is better than me or thinks is better than me they'll tell me off because uh, I have all my paddles like really close together in the middle and I have loads of leverage uh, like it's like a T-Rex making a bed anyhow I've sort of diverted off we spend loads and loads of time don't we loads of time getting people's bad habits away from them on a forward stroke right we don't say all oh, the beginners we'll let that slide for a bit, we'll let that slide, we'll pick that up later. We don't, we drum into forward strokes, forward stroke, forward stroke, forward stroke, always forward stroke. Because if you've got a forward stroke, if you've got a good forward stroke, life's going to be easy from there on in. But when people swim, we go, some people, some people, I was going to say we, some people go, abandon your kit, we'll pick it up at the bottom of the rapid. Abandon your kit, we'll pick it up at the bottom of the rapid. You're learning, you're a bit freaked out, you've taken a swim. We'll rescue your gear. I once had a customer say to me when they swam, I'll just abandon my kit. I'll pay you to pick it all up. Yeah, but now we've chased your boat like half a kilometre down a Nepalese river and you're in the jungle somewhere. You know? Right. If we are going to be telling... we, If some people are going to be telling people to abandon their craft and their paddle, can we be sure that we can reunite people to boat and paddle Quickly and effectively. Because these things do snowball. They do snowball. I have seen it on numerous occasions. Where people have swum. And people do swim. Everyone swims. Okay. If people are telling you that they don't swim. They're talking rollocks. You know. Everyone swims. Everyone lets go of the paddle at some point. But I have seen things snowball. Quickly. Yes, I know boats and paddles can be replaced. People can't. Okay, I know that. So before I get people talking to me in the comments on this podcast or in the comments on socials, saying, get the person out and we can replace the gear later. Well, you can. Of course you can. Right, you crack on. You let your boat go down the dark and your paddles go down the dark. A couple of guns worth of gear down the dark, you forget to tell the Coast Guard, you forget to put it on a forum that it's gone missing. The Coast Guard are going to be look, out looking. The amount of times I have seen people uh, panic that there's a swimmer in the water or an unconscious casualty as an upside down boat floats past uh, with nobody chasing it, it's incredibly high. You know? So, of course, if you're going to let your boat go, make sure you follow all the sensible things you know, but then who's going to, if your boat has sodded off, I know they swore then, if your, but let's say sodden bugger, because, you know, they're biblical, we're allowed them. If your boat and your paddle has buggered off, 
you know, whose responsibility is it to pick that big chunk of plastic up? Because if you know, if you're going to leave, if you're going to drive away from your river without your boat, whose responsibility is it getting your kit back to you? Because in kayaking, we're all really super friendly, aren't we? We don't go by the rules of the sea, you know, where you know the flops and jeps and the of the tides that you can claim. We don't do that, you know. We don't point, you know, like I don't paddle on a Monday morning, pick up a set of blades off a river and go, they're mine now. I try and find who's they are. But it's not my responsibility, is it? So, I don't really know the answer to this. But I just wanted to verbalise it, really. And sort of open up the sort of questioning of when is a good idea to let go of your kit. Because if you, you know, let's, for example, if I've done it, we've all done it. You know, you take a swim or you chase a boat on the Ogwin, for example. Okay. And it buggers off. Right, so it goes down to the A5 road bridge, and it splits into islands there. And you go down chase boat, and you think it's going to be on island number one, right? But it's not there, is it? So you got to get out of your boat, go back up island number two. It's not there. Island number three. It's not there. It's pissed off, and it? it's in another further down river now. Uh, if you're by yourself chase boating, <coughs> because uh, your group's quite small, and one person's with the swimmer, and you're chase boating it, you're now soloing with some great big bump of plastic in front of you. And now you're going to be able to get that boat sufficiently to the side uh, without tears and tantrums, you know. <clears throat> Excuse me. Because it's difficult getting a boat to the side by your Todd. It really is. I mean, it's difficult swimming with a boat in your hand and a set of sticks. It's not nearly impossible. But at least the person and the boat and all the gears together. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know the answer. I don't at all know the answer. I just know that it's a pain in the rump uh, chasing bits of plastic. But then I've also been in a situation where I've let my butt piss off uh, myself because of uh, a knock to the head or getting worked in a big hole. I remember letting go of my boat on my sticks uh, on the, is it the Elaho in British Columbia? Uh, made a really, really bad ferry choice. Incredibly bad ferry choice. And then sort of caught my blades on a rock and they pinged out my hand and I landed in a big sodding hole. Uh, so obviously my blades had gone, and then I landed in the hole and got ragdolled loads and loads and loads and tabbed out my boat. And then swam. I swam to the side myself and my friends chased my boat. But I swam into the same eddy as my boat, which was a bonus. And my sticks were in the same eddy as well, which is a bonus. Uh, if not, it had been a hell of a long walk out. Uh, I'm like I say, I'm not saying that these are just ideas I'm rattling out really and food for thought. Now, we could say that people swimming on easy water can jettison your gear. Jettison your gear on easy water. There's no hard class twos. There is hard class twos. Uh, I had a friend dying of class two the other day. So let's not get into that debate, please, because there's no need for it. Okay, let's just have best practice. Have best practice, eh? But, also, let's also be open. We don't want to deal with absolutes here. We work in a diet, we work. We play, well, I work. You might work and you might play. But we are in dynamic environments. 
so the things are not necessarily black and white at all. Just be sort of aware of that. And uh, don't be thinking you need a paddle leash because I will slap you out back ahead. Yeah, if you white water paddling with a paddle leash. And when I say slapping out back ahead, I mean properly slapping out back ahead. But well, that's a, a discussion for another day, isn't it? A discussion for another day. I met some bloke the other day who collected kayaking magazines. He had loads of hundreds of them. Yeah, I think he had some issues. <laughs> Shit joke for you there. 16 minutes in and I've cracked a gag. Right. 16 minutes of me ranting about keeping hold of your kit and then explaining to you that I once never did. Uh, sometimes we don't, do we? Sometimes we don't. But how are you all, how are you all diddling? I mean, I know I'm talking to nobody because, you know, it's a podcast and that's how it works, isn't it? But I hope you're diddling really well. I hope you've been sensible uh, with your river choices. Because these rivers at the moment are up and down like a horse draws, aren't they? So they're really getting quite low now. And then they're going to go massively high uh, when it rains, I would imagine, like I did a few weeks ago. And then they'll drop again and they'll come up again. So you've been wise in your river choices. Are you thinking to yourself, I really want to do this river? Really want to do this river? Uh, so you drive to it, it takes you three or four hours, for example. And you get there and it's too high, right? But because you've driven all that way, you get on anyway and then you have a nightmare. Are you doing that? Or you get there and it's really low. So you see a launching anyway and you take a load of plastic off your boats and leave a load of microplastics in the river. Are you doing that? Right? I'm not saying it's it's wrong, like, I mean, it's your choice, isn't it? How are you guys dealing with the Kodak Courage? You know, are you dealing with Kodak Courage kids? Kids. I hope there's some kids listening to it. If not, I've just been really derogatory to all the adults. Uh, are you doing with your uh, Kodak Courage kiddos? We seem to have got to a stage where paddlers uh, always sort of document the trips they're doing with the GoPros and does that give you more confidence? Do you do stuff because it's on camera that you wouldn't do otherwise? I bloody hate cameras. I hate them. I hate them loads. Uh, which is why I don't have one. I've been given a couple of GoPros and I've ditched them. I've got rid of them. Don't want them. Don't want them. I uh, being uh Filmed while I paddle. Although sometimes I feel contractually obliged. Not a bit of an asterisk and a footnote there if it was a book. But I'm not really into it. But do you feel that you've got to paddle a bit harder when there's a camera around? Yeah. Do you feel that if you go to a white, I've got a white water facility, for want of a better word, do you paddle differently at a place like Lee Valley or the Nene or Nen, depending on which side of the river you're on? Uh, I'll open the Tees Barrage or Nottingham or even Trevin or Pinkston. Is it Pinkston? I'm sure it is. With Cardiff even. You know, do you paddle a bit differently in those locations because of the nature of the courses? The, the fact that some have got people on the banks with throw lines? Do you read that river differently? In effect, those facilities are wet gyms. They're training grounds, aren't they, for the, the real thing? You know, the, the training ground, you know, your Lee Valleys of this world, you're not a training grounds for when you go to Paladar or when you go to Paladarki. And well, that's where you can go and do laps and, you know, perfect your ferry glides and perfect your front surfs and 
perfect your getting out of holes and all that malarkey. But are you perfecting the skills that really matter, you know, like your line of sight? Because I see loads of paddlers not looking over their shoulders. Okay? I see loads of paddlers doing that. You know, they'll run a drop, and then rather than eddy out and watch the mates down, they'll just keep cranking. You know? And then somebody happens, you know, four paddlers back, somebody takes a tumble, but nobody sees it because everyone's pissed off around a bend. So, how's your line of sight? How's your group dynamics? It's a bit tricky sometimes in the white water course because everyone's sort of jostling for position because they've only got limited time. But it's, it can be a bit tricky. Are you, peel, are you looking upstream before you peel out on a surf or before you do a high cross or ferry or any of that sort of stuff? Because let's be honest, people coming downstream have got right away. And if they pile into you with a 26 kilogram bit of plastic travelling at Mach 8, it's going to sting. Right, this is me, not drinking coffee, not drinking tea. Been a little bit aggressive, so I'm quite sorry about that. But I'm quite passionate about it. I hope the sound quality's been alright. Microphone's on and all that. But yeah, look, at that, look at that, microphone's on. Check me out. Right, you guys have a lovely weekend. Please hold on to your kit if, uh, if you can, like. Well, driver you could. Uh, but if you, don't, if you don't keep hold of your kit, and uh, it goes off downstream. Try and find it, eh? Uh, you know, I don't want to be reading posts online about people's boats that have ended up at the sea and the Coast Guard are looking for the person and all that. I think there's a documentary about some bloke who uh, did that in an old canoe, didn't they? And he died. But he wasn't dead at all. He went and lived somewhere else. Big massive insurance scam. Uh, anyway, that's all I can tell you, really, without getting uh, all weirded out. Anyway, enjoy the great, uh, the great Eddie sale, and I will catch you on the flip side. Toodle pips.